Amen. Thank you, Brother Terry. If you brought your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalms. Psalm 33. This morning I want to share with you a sermon entitled, America's Only Hope to Survival. America's Only Hope for Survival. Psalm 33. And we want to look at, um, let's look at verse 1 through 12. Psalm 33, verse 1. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteousness, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy, for the word of the Lord is right, and all of his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap, he lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plains of the people are the plans for the people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. Look, if you will, at verses 10 through 12 as a text. The Lord brings the counsel, brings the plans of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The plans or the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning for your word. We pray now that you'll speak to our hearts, allow your Holy Spirit to take your word, apply it to our hearts, may we apply it to our lives. Help us not only to be hearers, but doers of your word. We thank you for our country in which we live. We pray now, Lord, that a great revival would break out, would be the response or the result, Lord, of this COVID crisis that we're in. I pray that people will turn to you. I pray as, you've, uh, as the churches are meeting everywhere today that we would be serious in regards to our relationship with you. Help us to take every opportunity we have to come together as your people. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. In Psalm 33, verses 10 through 12, the psalmist expresses a conclusion in regards to God's providence as it relates to the nations of the world. 
And the psalmist concludes that all nations are in the hands of God. They're in His divine providence. Now, divine providence means that God is the controller of heaven and earth, and all things that occur in the universe take place under His divine providence. He's sovereign. He's in charge of everything. He has plans for this nation. He has plans for all nations. His sovereign guidance and control overshadows all nations. And so the point is, God governs all creation. Therefore, the psalmist concludes that all nations are in God's hands. All nations are in His control. All nations are under His plans. And so first, we want to look at how the psalmist looks at the nations that rebel against God. We want to look at the heathen nations. Look at verse 10 and 11. Notice what he says. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Now, God's not pleased with any nation that chooses to govern its people with the ideology that there is no God. Now, that, that spreads across many nations, all your uh, communistic nations. They teach their people there is no God. The state is the God. The government is the God. And God takes displeasure on any nation that governs its people with the ideology that there is no God. God is not impressed with any nation that embraces or teaches its people that there is no God. So God is not impressed with atheism. God is not impressed with Marxism. God is not in, in, impressed with communism. God is not impressed with materialism. God's not impressed with any other ism. Remember, God will bring down, the Scripture says, the counsel, i.e. the plans of the heathen to naught, King James, to naught, New King James, to nothing. He brings down the heathens, nations, plans to nothing. So the point is, God will nullify the plans of the heathen. Now, Russia may appear to be on the move. We hear that on the news cycle. Russia's on the move. Russia's on the move. China appears to be on the move. They, uh, they're building these islands uh, off their coast and they're on the move and people are talking about China's on the move and they intimidate our aircraft and fly close to our to our own uh, aircraft and then Iran they imitate our navy ships or their little ski boat looking things you know so they're they're out there but at the same time, they're on the move, but they're on the move toward the judgment of a holy God because God will cancel their plans. He cancels the plans of heathen nations. And so God will thwart the plans of the heathen. Now the point is, a nation without God is not going to win. 
Now, take that to heart. A nation, any nation, without God, is not going to win. Psalm 33, verses 10 through 11, says that it's evident that failure is going to come and ruin is going to come. Ruin and failure have already been decreed against heathen nations. So God made a pledge to himself that he'll bring the counsel, the plans of the heathen nations to nothing. They're not going to win. And so that's the conclusion of the psalmist for the nations that rebel against God. That God will bring the plans of the heathen to nothing, to naught. But he says something else in verses uh, 11 and 12. And this is, this is about the nations who choose to follow God, the God of the Bible. Look at verse 10, look at verse 11. <clears throat> the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Verse 12, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Heathen nations are going to crumble. Heathen nations are going to ruin. But to godly nations, those nations whose God is the Lord, Jehovah Lord, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, those nations will be blessed. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Now, in the full biblical context of Psalm 33, he's speaking primarily to Israel. If you'll notice verse, uh, uh, the last part of verse 12, the people he has chosen as for his inheritance. So when you look at this in context, he's speaking to his people Israel, but at the same time, the same principle, the principle seems to have, his, have a much wider application. Not just to Israel, but to any nation who chooses God as their Lord. For example, it was true with Great Britain in the past. And to bring it closer to home, it has been true for America in the past. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. That has been true for America in the past. I would like to see it continue in the future. Amen? Amen. Now, I want you to consider briefly about the founding of America. Now, when you study, um, I know Kyle teaches um, American history. He teaches different histories, perhaps. But, but uh, I have a major in history. And it's amazing. It's, it's, it's just amazing to study the founding of of America. It's a remarkable thing when you study American history. Um, Pericles founded the Greek city state of Athens. He founded that, that city state on a cultural basis and it failed. Alexander the Great founded a great military empire that reached over 3,000 miles of the known world at that time, and that was a large landmass. Caesar conquered with just raw political power, but he failed. 
But yet there was something different. There was something unique about America. Ray Babin said this. He said, South America was founded on men seeking gold. And North America was founded on men seeking Christ, or God. One seeking gold, the other seeking God. The Scripture says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And so when you study American history, you'll discover something unique about the history above all the other nations on earth. When our forefathers came to Plymouth Rock, they knelt on their knees, and they began to thank God for the blessings of the land that they had just discovered. They came here because of religious persecution. They came here to set up this freedom of religion. And so when they came to Plymouth Rock, they knelt on their knees thanking God for their new country. And the church of Jesus Christ was the center of every settlement. It was essential to our founders. And then you have the Continental Congress. The Continental Congress, they were experiencing difficulty and they were experiencing problems. And Ben Franklin stood up and he asked them to get on their knees and pray for God's blessings to be upon this land. And they all knelt in prayer. The point is, it's never improper and it's never unconstitutional for our national leaders to get on their knees and ask for the blessings of God Almighty. That's our foundation as a country. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Psalm 33, verse 12. And so our country began on its knees. George Washington, you remember the portrait? Before he crossed the Delaware, you find him on his knees praying and and asking God to help them get through, you know, the Valley Forge. That famous portrait of Washington on his knees. That's how America came about. In fact, that's what America was all about, was religious freedom. Did you know that a picture of Moses was minted on the first coin of our country? And today we have, in God we trust, hanging on for dear life on our coins with all kinds of resolutions that we remove that from the coin. The point is, our forefathers knew that they were building a nation. Now listen, they knew that they were building a nation on God and on religion. They knew that. The very beginning. So you'd have to be a moron. You'd have to be a dimwit, a simpleton, an imbleson, an idiot to seriously study our founding documents and come to any other conclusion. That's what this country was all about. That's what it was founded on. They knew blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The Medo-Persians had a great nation. 
But they drank their way to doom. The Egyptians, if you remember, under Joseph, they prospered for 400 years. And then, the Scripture says, and then they forgot Joseph, and they forgot the God of Joseph, and they fell. And then, Alexander the Great, remember him and his mighty army, and 3,000 plus miles of domination, he died a drunk, and Greece fell. Rome, they ruled the world, remember? But they perished. They perished due to luxury and to lust and to laziness. Suddenly everybody began to come into the city of Rome and demand that the government take care of them. And the government fell. But America was founded on God, and that's her past history. And if she continues to be blessed by God, it'll be because, and only because, she decides to continue on her foundation. Now think of all the ways America's been blessed. Terry led us in America the Beautiful. Think of her forest. Think of her fields. Why? Think of her fields with golden grain. Think of her lakes. Think of her rivers. Think of her mountains, her beaches, her minerals. Think of her natural energy source. Think of the ingenuity of the people of America. Think of turning automobile factories into ventilator factories overnight. And making masks and making hand sanitizer and building mobile hospitals with surgical capabilities and converting basketball arenas into hospitals. Think of the people of America. Think of our form of government, a republic governed by laws and not human lords. Think of our government. And in the past, God has blessed America. He's blessed America. In the past, he's been on America's side. But I'm reminded during the Civil War, someone made a remark to Abe Lincoln, and they said this, I hope God is on our side. The president replied, That's not the thing that I'm concerned about. What I'm anxious about, said Lincoln, quote, is whether we're on God's side. Lincoln must have read Psalm 33, 12. Blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. America, we better be on God's side. However, at the present time, I believe that, that unless the church wakes up, and unless the church humbles itself and prays and seeks the face of God and repent, we're going to continue to go down, spiral down. Been studying the book of Judges, maybe preaching a series of sermons the next week or the week after in the direction of America. But our only hope is that America will return to its true foundation. One nation, 
under God with liberty and justice for all. That's how we began. And if we're going to continue to be blessed by God, that's how we must continue. God will bring naught to nations who rebel against him. We're not excluded from that list. God will bless the nations who honor him. And we're not excluded from that list. But we're in the valley of decision as a country. And we're going to have to make our minds up. Our political leaders are going to have to hear from the people. If that's what the people want. To lead us in a godly way to restore us to where we were 80 years ago. And I pray that'll be our desire. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come this morning. Lord, on the eve of Memorial Day, where we celebrate those who gave of their lives for the freedoms that we enjoy today. And so, Father, I pray as we've just had this little lesson about the uh, foundation of our country and things that took place. And Lord, I know that this country was founded uh, uh, on God and religious freedom. Uh, that's why those people arrived at Plymouth, was to experience the freedom of religion. And they finally landed on a country, on a piece of land, and they formed one of the greatest countries ever known. And Lord, we've allowed Satan to come in and we've developed the same habits as the Canaanites had. And so, Father, I pray that you would forgive us as a nation. We've turned our back to you. We've sold out oftentimes to the almighty dollar. Help us, we pray, to turn to the almighty God that we might be blessed as a nation. How could we pray, or how could we say, God bless America, and how we've turned from you? That's an insult to you. And I pray that you would forgive us as a country, and I pray, Lord, that you would put leaders in place that would carry us to our foundation. We pray, Lord, that... that uh, we would see Christians arise to the occasion to fill offices of government, to fill offices in local government, Lord, to, to guide this country back to where we once were and being blessed by God. We're in a terrible shape right now, Lord. And unless you reach down and help us, Lord, we don't have a way out. And so I pray, I pray for our president. I pray you'd give him direction and leadership, and I pray for churches everywhere today, and I pray that we would turn to you and cry out to you, Lord, that you would once again bless this land. But Lord, before you do that, we have to turn to you. We have to repent and turn to you, and we've done some awful things as a country. We've permitted a lot of things to happen that's really been ungodly. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do when we humble our hearts and call out to you and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways. You promised to 
Hear our prayer. You promise to forgive our sins. You promise to heal our land. And we desire that today. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning. Well, again, I want to thank you for viewing our worship service. If you'd like to know how you could come to know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, please feel free to contact our church at the address listed. We also encourage you to visit our website. Thank you, and may God bless you.